I like that. You got this little hair thing going on now. Hey, I've got fringe, mate. I've got a fringe. Wow. You used to have a fringe when you were very young, right? Yeah. My nana used to make me look like like reverse Adolf Hitler. It was like, uh, I've got a little cow lip thing going. So, yeah. And then I had the emo fringe, obviously, when I was a teenager. We've got to get that photo back after we win the flag. Into the journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> when Carlton win the flag, my missus will be shaving my hair off like instantaneously. She's already over the long hair. True. Well, Zoe, it's only two more weeks. Two more weeks, <laughs> and then the hair goes. Um, and that's us. So we're live. Welcome everyone to the BA show, the Blue Abroad show. Monday, the eighteenth of September, twenty twenty-three. After the Blues. They won a semi-final, mate. We had a semi, Pommy. Did you know that? We had a semi. Oh, I think the last five minutes I had more than a semi. But, um, yeah, the Blues, uh, it, it seems weird, doesn't it? Like, you you read you read all the stuff. Like, that, that still blags my head. When AFL do that thing at the end of the last semi-final and they post these are the prelim finals, that's when it really sunk in for me when I saw Carlton versus Brisbane at yep. the Gabba Saturday. That's when it became real because I was like, these are the last four teams left and we are actually yeah. there. That That is not a Photoshop, not a piss take. We are bona fide four of the best sides in the country. And it, it, I had like a moment where I was like, fuck, this is real, man. This is real. Like Maybe I've been living in cuckoo world. It just hasn't felt real, but now it is. It yeah. really is real. It, hey, it's real. It's for real, for real. Uh, I I floated. I mean, I actually watched the first 20, 25 minutes of the watch-alongs back because I remember coming on, doing the fan cams, and I remember thinking, I remember feeling a different way. I remember feeling like like I was I was floating. I was high. I was It was euphoric. And I'm like, should I be on camera while I'm feeling this? Like, what do I look like? It was... It was very different. It was a it was, it was a spiritual awakening of sorts, mate. It's it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's I, I watched the last five minutes of the watch along. I mean, that is pure euphoria at its peak. It's it, it's insane. I mean, it's like I I feel yeah. I mean, I've got to say these final series. I, I'm going to find it hard to do a watch along for a regular season game now because they just yep. really don't matter. These are different. Mm -hmm. These are different. These are more exciting. These are make or break. There is something beautiful about literally knowing that for us to make content next week, we're, we're symbiotic with the players. Like if we want to come back next week, it's up to them. And it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? Because they are, rising to the task that they it's like a superhero story isn't it it's like it's like it's like a movie just when you start to doubt them when the media start to doubt them they can't win without martin they can't win without harry they find a way don't they it, it's i'm just waiting for the the rocky the rocky music to come out sometimes like the boys are insane yeah they are they are well we're going to spend a longer time recapping Friday night. We're going to talk about the open session today. I've also got some ticket opportunities for those who are looking for tickets 
for the prelim. So we'll get to that later in the show when you know everyone else has joined. Um, we'll touch a little bit on the injury list. Hopefully there's an update on that. I think there might be. Um, the fan cams compilation will come out after. And the reason is because I was at Icon Park today. I usually do the fan cams compilation on the Monday. No excuse. Should have done it on Sunday, Pom. Should have forecast ahead, you know, but it was what it was. I was recovering. Shocking, Terry. Shocking. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Um, so that's that. Now, usually we, I, usually we get those of you watching at home to summarize the, the game in three words, but that's just not fair right now. So <clears throat> those of you at home, summarize the game in one sentence while Pommy and I go for it. Uh, where do you begin? <clears throat> where do you begin? A good mate of mine's a Melbourne fan, and he said to us last week we did this, I said, how funny would it be if we paid him back for a call at the end of the siren? Um, I was just saying that to be a tit. I didn't realise the boys were going to be legit and do it. But I've got to say, having watched the game again, I, I felt there was a real inevitability. It felt like that when I was watching the game live, that there was going to be a chance to win the game. And it was going to come down to who had the cojones to do it when it mattered. And what is amazing about this team at the minute is they can have that start where they give up three, four goals and don't look at the races. Things can go against them in games. The umpiring was deplorable. You had Kasaya Pickett not quite sure if he's a footballer or a UFC fighter. All these things go against them, but it's all about staying in the moment, staying in the moment and being there at the end. And if you're in there at the end, we've been at the end of some of these losses. Anything can happen. And you know what? What a textbook final play. It was like watching something out of a movie, wasn't it? I mean, if you are talking about movies, if you were going to script an AFL movie, that would be how the heroes get through, wouldn't it? Backs against the wall. Game looks dead. One last kick of the game. One last backline turnover transition moment when Carlton can't transition. You would have set it up. Do you know what I mean? It was it was magical, wasn't it? And Blake Akers, he's, he's copped a rap from the Carlton fans at times. Mm -hmm. um, great to see him taking that and just kicking that winner on it. Jesus, though. Fucking, I wish he'd take the 30 seconds off, but I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, I just wanted him to make sure he put it through. Yeah, I mean, the word movie comes up. It had a, a cinematic, theatrical, drama-filled essence about it there was essence on friday night there was character there was, there was injuries and there was like a, a will and a determination and it was it was it was everything um and we were rewarded and i know that melbourne you know there's an argument to be made that melbourne lost the game and nine goals 17 but I think we were rewarded for what we were willing to do. We were willing to do the real tough stuff for four quarters. And I think some of the one of the, the telling parts of the game was was obviously the end because we won the game and the final play and all of that. But Melbourne were really solid, really good for a lot of the game. And then you started to see this. I used the word arrogance on Friday, and I don't know if it's the right word, but you know, Oliver giving away a 50-meter penalty. I uh, can't remember who it was. Maybe Sparrow who threw Sam Walsh's head into the into the fans. Like yeah. getting caught, Melbourne getting caught up into this. It's just, you know, you know when people 
It's like, you're not that guy. It's like, what? You're not that guy, pal. Like, don't you don't can't be that. hard with a surname like Sparrow. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> like no, like, like let, let, let's be having it right. No, no, Terry, you're right. I mean, I, I think the big thing for me is analyzing neutral finals. Genuinely, this where you are now, it's your, your strength is always going to be a strength. Yeah, you've come too far into it. What you're good at is always going to be there. Genuinely, the teams that go deep in finals, your weakness is less weak. All right. And anyone who's going out there and say Melbourne should have kicked a winning score have a lack of understanding of what's plagued Melbourne since round one. Their efficiency inside 50 is 17th in the league for a reason. It has plagued them from the start. It's been overlooked by the media. They bring it up every so often. Right. But that is a big reason. Now, Collingwood last week were praised to the hilt that they played a real deep back line to take away the easy shots at goal. They opened up half forward, which gave them opportunities of intercept, but also hemorrhage shots against, and they absolutely cooked themselves. Collingwood ended up winning, and everyone raved and goes, this is a masterclass from Collingwood. Carlton did identical. No one's talking about our weakness, which, chat, you'll know it, because Dan Hoyne likes to bring it up every minute. I've heard rumours he uses it as foreplay to his missus now and goes, Carlton can't turn over the ball. Our turnover, 42 points, baby. Like, our weakness suddenly became our strength. Our weakness became a valid tool so that we could win the game from. And that's a huge credit to the boys. To do that in a final with your forwards out, Harry shouldn't be understated. Carlton's turnover game and transition game is always better with Harry. We've got a ball out there. And, you know, finally, to see a side be intimidated by us... Like Melbourne came out from the off with a plan. They're going to be overawed by the situation, Carlton, make them feel it physically. And I always see one thing. When a team resorts to violence, that says that you don't, you don't think you're good enough to win. When a team goes like that, that is them saying, we're not good enough to beat you fairly. We're going to try and get a superior edge. And our boys stood up and took it. And we've got substance. We've got character. We have got an identity. We are yeah. a side you can't kill. We don't know how to be killed. We're like a cockroach. You can cut our head off, but we'll still find a way to stay alive. True. You've got to actually kill us. You and can't. Credit to him. You, you actually said, well, when did I speak to you? I spoke to you on Saturday and you said something to me that, uh, that stuck with me. You said, they don't know how to lose a final. They didn't know how to win a game and now they don't know how to lose a final. I mean, it's been two, so I'm going to calm down, but also we'll just ride it until it happens. Mate, what do they fear? Like, what do they fear? There's nothing yeah. to fear because it, it's hard to destroy the confidence of someone who's had everything taken away before. These boys, 12 weeks ago, a minority of the fans spat on them. But I would say a large majority, I would say nearly 100%. I think you're a liar if there wasn't a small part of you that maybe started to question the faith, started to question your belief started to maybe say, am I wrong about these boys? Am I wrong? That It was definitely wilting. And these boys have been there. They have been there where the press is saying that there's another coach coming. They're failed. They're useless. Being booed off the ground. They've already lost everything. And now mm. they've got everything. Do you think they're going to fucking hand that over because you've got a hyphen in your name and you think you're tough? Behave. Behave. Neil Bullen couldn't destroy Doc. Couldn't destroy A because these boys have seen worse. 
So these guys are so, so, so strong. That mental fortitude, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. These boys have been killed. They have mm. been dead. They have yep. stared in the abyss. Melbourne haven't. They've stared in the abyss. They know what shit looks like. These boys have fucking built a stern stuff. And you know what? Brisbane, I'm loving the press, telling Brisbane can't lose at the Gabba. Brisbane are unbeatable at the Gabba. Fucking love it because our boys love it when you tell them that because they yeah. are all about destroying dreams, hopes, and expectations. They'll be up for this one. Yeah. Uh, I, one thing I'm glad I've been able to register in my in my mind is that I think this will be the first and last. This is the first and last of its kind for us going into a final series. It's that underdog premiership run, you know, when you first announce yourself as a as a bona fide team in this competition for you know a three to five year period, and that's what it looks like we can do for the next at least three to five years. Um, you never know what's around the corner. I mean, we've seen everything from horrific injuries to key players to diseases and all of it. So I, I'm not I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I'm also very cognizant of the fact that this is really going to be a unique experience for us. First of all, because it's the first time that they got into it, and I hope we don't take it for granted in three years' time from now when we're you know regularly in there and and competing, but. Yeah, there's there was there's just a there's a common understanding, I, I believe, from club to fan for the most part, about where we're at, and it's not about picking out what's wrong anymore. It's it's only about just backing in what's going right for us, and there's a trust, a mutual trust now. You know, I I was reading something the other day about UK fan culture, uh, about soccer culture, football culture. And why it was so poignant in British culture and British heritage. And it was a real well-written article by a female from America that studied male psychology. And like a big part of it was saying that it's a large, lower social economic background. And their sports teams give them the hope that they don't have in their real life. They, they get to spend 90 minutes a week pretending to be someone else. Nothing matters anymore. And... It was how the sports teams have managed to integrate social causes in their messaging to educate people from a low education and social economic background. It was quite interesting. It's the kind of shit I read. It probably won't surprise people that I have got a boring pastime. Um, but I was reading it and I was thinking that that's really good. And I think when you look at Calton, what would I take out of this? And you touched on it there, Terry, experiencing it now. And I've seen a few complaints around that Dow and Charlie Kerner were seen in a pub in Collingwood post the game and they were driving round. There's a video going round. And there was a few comments on there saying, oh, they shouldn't be doing this. They've got a final to prepare for. And I listened to McRae um, at Collingwood and saying that for the next 24 hours, you've built the trust with me, he said, to know that you'll be a professional Monday. The most important thing you can do for me now was Lee Matthews used to tell us at Brisbane to go out there and celebrate like a fan. So you can experience this highs because tomorrow might not be a high. So you need to really embrace the high now, knowing that this is what the high feels like. So you always have something to strive towards. And that really hit me hard thinking that if you're at home, and I've said this before on my review, if you're at home and you're having a shit day, I want you to just think back to round 12, right? Where 
if you're using life as a simile for AFL, that's probably our bad day, isn't it? That's our partner leaving us. That's our missus overspending. That's our boyfriend coming home at three in the morning when he said 12. Essendon's that. But 12 weeks later can be fucking the high that you're experiencing now. One game away from a final, two games away from flag 17. Life is crazy that if you stick to it and you believe in something enough, once it turns, it turns. So fucking enjoy this. Enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. Soak it up. Watch everyone's content. Watch a podcast you haven't watched before. Text that guy you see in the comments all the time. Just send him a message and go, bruv, how good is this? Embrace it because you know what? One day in the not-so-distant future, we'll be doing this show after Carlton have won four of the next six flags and we're on a rebuild and we're getting dicked by fucking Gold Coast away by 70. <laughs> and it'll be so important that when we're in that rebuild process, we remember this, to know that this will come back again. But yeah. it was good. We lived it. We embraced it. And yeah. fair play to them. These boys are all heroes. And if they're watching, fuck me. I love every single one of you. Yeah. You know what's awesome? I said it last week. Don't need to talk about percentage in finals, but also we don't need to talk about. <laughs> Had to bring it up. No, but also we we all have this common memory now, which is the 2023 final series. There's no more. Ah, uh, remember that game against Geelong in 2020? Ah, uh, we beat the Giants by one point in 2017. 2013, Judd kicking the goal. Like, we won't reference those those moments any anywhere near as much as what we have been for the last five, six years. We all have collective memories that it doesn't matter what generation you were born in, we are all actually on this, on this, on the same page. I'm so happy with it. Cause I'm I don't know about you. I don't know how many more times I could watch grainy, pixelated footage from the nineties and like, you know, them being the greatest memories of this club. You know me, mate. I fucking hate history. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've come on the show many a time. It's like, can you stop fucking telling me about it? I don't care. And mm. I mean it with sincerity. I don't care. It's about creating your new moments and your new heritage. And I think everyone should thank mum and dad tonight, whether they're living or moved on, yeah. and say thank you for allowing me to walk this planet in the same era as Sam Walsh takes the piss at the G in a final. What a moment. Like, what a moment. We are living this together. A year ago, we were all sat biscuit ass because Jamie... Biscuit asked. Are they? <laughs> fucking 12 weeks ago, we all wanted to fucking move away because Essendon had beaten us. And we are literally four quarters away from the greatest event on planet Earth. Grand final day. Four little measly fucking quarters away from all of that pomp and circumstance. You know, the fucking grand final float, the freaking previews, the freaking sing songs. How exciting is that? Four quarters away. Four quarters away from the biggest show on earth. Four quarters. I'll do it again. Honestly, I would do it yeah. again. I would do the cheering Bryce Gibbs off. The GWS 100 points. I would yeah. fucking do it again. I'd do it again because this is living, baby. Well, yes, but I needed to see what we have just seen in order to, to get to this point. 
Mate, I, I've always enjoyed the losses. There's something sick with me. There's many a time we've watched this show and I'm still yeah. giggling. <laughs> I mean, I'm still giggling. Yeah, MP, that is honestly, that is my favourite thing in the world up there, Kazali. Yep. And to actually listen to that, knowing my team's in it, it doesn't get any better, man. I am wow. addicted to finals. I can't believe I've been deprived this long. So mm. good. My so God. good. My God. Um, what <laughs> question for everyone? What was everybody like, uh, like when the final siren went? Because like I've got there's two videos. I was with some friends, um, and they took videos of the final siren. I I didn't. I just embraced the final siren as it was. <laughs> one one of the one of the videos is okay. I got posted it. The other one, I was jumping up and down like a madman, like. I don't know. I couldn't hug anyone. I was jumping up and down. My face was purple. I was jumping like a wiggle, an absolute <laughs> wet wipe. I was, I was, I was, it, it completely came out of me. Like all of it, it completely came out of me. So what was everyone else like at the final siren? Was it like ugly shaking? Cause that's where I, that's where I sat. I sat at ugly shaking, jumping up and down. No, I was calm and collected from first bounce to the fourth, mate. There was very little emotion from me. Um, <laughs> how, how was I? Um, I was ecstatic um, yeah. as the siren went. Uh, I think I let out like the biggest demonic roar we have mm. on chat. I think after there was kind of that we did it moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That we did it. But that, that realization that we've fucking done this, like, my favorite thing doing content is you get all the other content creators who support opposition clubs sending you a bit of love when you win. And when you've got a reputation like me of being a bit of a dickhead when you win, you find opposition fans are more quick to congratulate you just in case you become the next meme. So that's my favorite bit, opening it up and hearing people say, you deserve it, well done and stuff. So that, that was good. But I think my favorite bit was... I just watched the fan cams this time. I don't often do it, right? But I watched the fan cams. And just to see the happiness in everyone's thing. I had this moment yesterday on fan cams. I said to my wife at the end of it, you know, a lot of people are quick to say Carlton fans are emotional. A lot of people are quick to say Carlton fans jump the gun. A lot of people are quick to say they're overpassionate. They get angry and shit like that. But I was like, you've got to watch the fan cams on Sunday. Yeah, And think to yourself, that anger comes from love. Yeah. That anger, because I saw people fucking brought to tears, Terry. This means so much more than football to us. This is the negative of being this much in love with your club. Sometimes you say things that aren't right. Sometimes you get a little bit upset. But I watched that and I was like, if I was a player, I would maybe understand by watching how they're reacting now. This means so much more than football to some people. This is a community. This is a life. Toby said something that this is the family he's always wanted. And I said to him, you are a brother. Wow. This deep. is, we're a family, man. Like, just let that sink in. We are literally all a dysfunctional family. Damien in chat is Pom's brother. Edwina's Pom's sister. Sandy is Pom's brother. Everyone is linked one time. We are all together. I think that's magical, man. Like, yeah. absolutely. We are getting soppy and sentimental in my old age. That's fucking magical. That's what it's about. 
It's not about Mate. kicking a ball through three sets of posts. That's yeah. what it's about. Commitment, well, humanity. Mm. It's such a juxtaposition, right? Because at the end, when it's all said and done, this is a a made up fantasy with made up rules by made up people in made up positions. Like it's not real. We get caught up in, oh, was it intentional? Was it careless? And we forget that CTE exists like we did, you know, we we're talking about that last week. Like it's fantasy. It's not real life, but also it's not just a game because of how much we all allow ourselves to care for it. And 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 that's what that's something I've always loved about not just the footy, but sport. And it's it's the reason why sport has always just been my thing. Um, whether you're playing it whether you're playing a team sport it teaches you the most valuable life lessons, um, whether you're watching it as a fan, it means you're a part of something with another, you know, with hundreds of thousands of people who also just watch, but don't play. And it's this fantasy that we all jump into and care about that creates these feelings. And I like what you said there about, you know, that reaction that we had on Friday night, whether you say, fortunately or unfortunately without that there is no round 13 reaction because we don't care as much so we almost don't have one without the other in in a really weird and warped way and it's 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 the mystical part of being a passionate football fan but i mean that i mean listen there's passion and then there's carlton fans and we're something else it's tribal I like yeah, that. and everyone will have a different reason for liking football. So, like, for me, when I say I'm going to war, I am literally going to war. So those yeah. who watch the watch-along will know I am on the front line. I am horrible. I am aggressive. I don't fucking like anyone who's not Carlton. Do you know what I mean? Even poor people who come into the chat who are Melbourne fans who are like, G'day, Pommy, I hope your family's well. I'm like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, there is something <laughs> wrong with me. For three hours, there is something totally wrong with me. But... It, one thing we all share is energy. And I've been talking about this all year. Energy, collective energy, positive mindset. There was someone on Twitter the other day who was saying, Carlton won't have the collective energy. The, the, their brains will tell them that they've got as far as they need to go. And I'm like, bullshit. These boys will see that there's just another brick in the wall. Another brick in the wall to smash through and get to the next side. And... Listen to the energies, man. Like, if you don't believe in energies and you think it's new wave stuff and you're like, oh, my God, Pom's been back on the Hong Kongs again. I am telling you, listen to that fourth quarter. Listen to the belief in you guys. Listen to the new guys and girls screaming and believing and making it happen. That that was something, either if you believe in God or you believe in many gods like I do, that was something that you can't define by human fabric. That nope. was something supernatural. That was a belief. There was players there with broken collarbones, broken noses, people freaking seeing stars. But they found a fucking way. Something happened to them players. That injuries, lack of personnel, the body, it didn't matter anymore because destiny can't be fought. Destiny can't be scrapped can't be altered when it's your destiny all you've got to do is turn up and believe and that's all you've got to do and take it and these boys now they they are taking what's theirs and you know what next week brisbane they've already been gifted the win imagine that the arrogance i remember the wonderful witch who follows us 
um, explicit empress. I share her stuff sometimes. She was hey, I have her. become obsessed with watching her videos. Just it's like crazy, isn't it? Quietly, yeah. It's quietly. crazy, mate. I'm telling you, telling you which stuff. Get involved, honestly. But she was saying that Melbourne have got the God complex, right? And that was what the spirits were saying. Watch how they played. That was a team that played with arrogance, that believed they were better than the little Carlton. And Carlton, they're the, they're the, they're the David versus Goliath. They took their just, just, just desserts. They could punch us. They could beat us up, but they didn't intimidate us. And you know what? Tell you what, I can't wait for Brisbane because Brisbane, they ain't men. They ain't men like Carlton. They've never struggled. They lose games all the time in finals and laugh it off. It's all right. Darren Lockler's a legend around here, not us. Do you know what I mean? We don't care. Football's not real here. And that's going to be huge. That's going to play on their mind, not ours, because we're going to go and we're going to take it to them. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think Brisbane have the cooners to stand up to Carlton Football Club. They ain't Mm. fucking David and Goliath. They ain't strong. We will bar them. Well, Channel Blano with the 10 says, perfect story, the final has had beat Swans last team we played in the final. Then D's the last match Barassi was alive for. Now preliminary final lines, a team that defined Voss in the grand final against the Pies. It's destiny. Uh, yes. And uh, a moment to pay some respects to Ron Barassi, who passed away. Uh, Melbourne and, and Carlton legend. And just to circle back again, I'm not... Uh, yeah, life's, life's fascinating. I'm not a religious guy. Um I have been saying for a lot of time, like I don't believe in God, but Friday had a divine intervention feeling about it. Like just that I can't explain it. Whether you call it the word God or something else, it was like otherworldly. It had a real otherworldly feeling to it because we were, we were just on the ropes for so many moments. It, it not, not much made sense, but in the end it did make sense. I keep saying it, destiny, Terry. It's the belief. They're not scared. No. Nah. That there was there was controlling chaos with them boys. They, they knew they'd been there before. And I think people forget this time last year we played Melbourne and they beat us with a kick of the game. And yep. it was the similar thing. We were battering at the door, waiting for it to break, and we couldn't break it. And now in a year it had flipped. We were safe. They were banging at our door. And it was almost like watching a gazelle be played with by a young leopard. We were letting them believe they were going to be in there. But when it mattered, we stood up. And that's the maturity of this group. That's the belief in this group. Tell you what, Brisbane Lions, they they are the most outside run team you've ever seen. They are a graceful football side. They are a side that plays football. They're coming up against a side that doesn't care if you play football. You want to have a one-on-one tear up in the middle of the pitch? We'll do that. You want to play on the outside? We can do that as well. Tell you what, everyone's rook counting off. Everyone, even the press. I've already heard that narrative. Oh, they've got so far now. They've got mm-hmm. so far now. They've done well. That fucking horrible thing when people start saying, free it, count and lose now, I'll be proud. Fuck that. You're going to be proud, win, lose, or draw. That's obvious. But we're going to come because they've got something. They're in the way of something we deserve. We want. We own it. I keep saying it. You don't earn respect in this life. 
Fuck earning anyone's respect. No one is worthy of giving you respect. You fucking steal it. You take mm, it. You take you it. You bash them in the face and you say, respect me. You steal respect. You take respect. True. And that's what the boys are going to do. Tell you what, stats, good football, better ladder position, home advantage. Fuck it. Have you seen Brisbane? They're already making excuses as well. It's so beautiful. Their fans going, oh, it's bollocks. All these dickhead Victorians moving to Queensland because it's warmer. And they hold a Brisbane membership but support Carlton. They've already started the excuses. You've got Melbourne fucking champions coming out and going, oh, we were a little bit intimidated by Carlton because they have the audacity to booers walking out. Oh, did you see that from Russell Robinson? What the fuck are you about? You're full-grown men, and you're upset by a little boo. Fuck me, man. Biggest game of your lives. So Brisbane have already shown their argument. Oh, we we only, we couldn't get tickets. Unlucky. Unlucky, because you know what? It's going to be fucking an away game with everyone wanting Carlton to win. Bruce free footy versus yeah. real fucking physical tough. True. Good luck, Brisbane. Lockie Neal, fucking, he's Mickey Mouse and all. See, see how Lockie Neal goes when Crippen knocks him into next week. <laughs> well, the the other part about Friday, and really, it's now the theme that I've I've connected with both finals that we've played this year is a, a, the defensive side of the game, and I mean the collective defensive side of our game across the field, is right where it needs to be at a base level, and then some. You could say the offensive game is going to have room for improvement. And it's kind of the story of us. And man, there's going to come a time where we're, where, where it clicks in finals, the offensive side of the game, where we start to actually define the way we play by the way we move the ball rather than having to rely on our, on our defense or on our stoppage work. And I, I think it's going to only improve in these big finals. And when that happens, you've got a great offensive team with the way we move the ball we're already a really good, if not a great defensive unit as a as a whole 22 on the field. Um, I'm so excited for the, the, the era we're about to step into. And then we have stepped into. This is the new era. This is the Carlton of now. Mate, we, we, I mean, I don't know what's going on with finals anymore. I mean, like up until about 24 hours ago, I have not heard a full-grown adult say... They said Max Gorn's number and the Carlton fans booed. And psychologically, that put us off. I'm like, really? That's the that's the level you are? I, I've complained when players have said that they've got injured and played shit. Yeah. Like, if one of my players ever comes out, God forbid, Carlton, I protect you as much as I can. If any of you bastards have the audacity to say a boo put you off, don't come to me for sympathy. But... This this is special, Terry. Like we are gonna yeah. be flooding the Gabba with our people. Do you know how disrespectful that is? As a pom, I can tell you home advantage is in sacred to us. I can't remember many times away fans have outnumbered home. I can't mm. imagine the disrespect that is. And that's gonna happen. That's disrespect. That's that's spitting on the flag type of shit. Well, it's damage. it's it's intimidating. It's intimidating. Well, They're gonna be playing their country road rubbish. You know, on Saturday night, and we are jumping ahead to Saturday night. I still want to stay on Friday, but it 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 it, it rang true on Friday. I mean, the D's came out to a sea of booze. We drowned them out with booze. Um, Didums. <laughs> oh well, you know what they say. 
Great That's first. embarrassing, Terry. Like, on, like I can't tell you how disgusted I am that an adult, an actual adult, someone that is legally allowed to vote, has come <laughs> out and suggested being booed could have put them off. Yeah, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> like, in the biggest game of your career, with 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 this being the most open flag probably of the last ten years, real open, all four teams can put a claim on it. You're saying, oh, gone walking out to boost. May have put them on. Fuck me. Jesus. Good job you got knocked out now and not yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on, on Friday night. So we'll just remove the votes for a second. I think I'm over that now. I'm all about moments. We'll, most of us will reference the last passage of play. But what were, what were, what was your, Pommy? What was your, one of the other moments that mattered throughout the whole proceeding that was, you know, apart from the ones that we've heard on and those of you at home, what was another critical moment? Even if it was in the game or out of the game, something you saw, which had a profound effect on you. Definitely the boo. (laughs) I I am a huge advocate of booing everything the opposition do. Mm -hmm. Everything. I, I, I thought that... That reminded me of Galatasaray away. That is probably the most intimidating atmosphere I've experienced as a fan, making you feel like you're unsafe, you don't just belong here. I felt that was quite magical. That that moment they walked out to that noise, it was hard to believe they were at a home game. It was hard to believe that was a home game. I would say, though, my moment of the game was the game's going away from us and TDK had two minutes Uh, and what a two minutes that was the way he won that free kick by just putting himself in the area a fabulous kick inside as well for him which was in the right hot zone as well I thought that that five minutes spurt Carlton had that was the best Melbourne had presented they couldn't get away from Carlton too much I thought that was where I saw this is a championship side that they have been peppered for 20 minutes, but they only need two minutes. I thought that sent a message to them saying, we only need two minutes for your 20 minutes. We only need two minutes. I thought that sent them a little bit, a little bit of a message that that was Richmond 2017. You can play better football than us for half hour, but we can just play two minutes. Hmm. I like this one. Melbourne naming Shaki as a sub. My, my actual one was Tom DeConing's first Shaki. quarter. As well, but I tell you, there was an image after the game that just slapped me in the face. It was it was actually a video. Uh, I think it was a video. It was Alex Chincotta embracing with his, I'm going yeah. to assume family or friend or family. I think it was um, slouched over, hugging. But like, usually that might take I don't know three, four, five, six, seven seconds. It felt like I was watching him in the same position for like thirty seconds. He was so exhausted. And like he put everything into it, and I don't know, it just it's stuck in my in my brain the memory of it. Um, just seeing how much it means to to him, to all of them, but in this particular moment, him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the other thing as well, the one thing that I get really critical about the Carlton fans, and this is a big critical thing of me, is. I think sometimes we are very guilty as a fan base when it's nervous. I keep saying to you, when you're nervous, make some fucking noise. Don't go quiet, right? And 
it's slowly getting better. But one thing I've got to clap is I watched the replay that last minute. Blake Akers kicks the goal. Fifty six seconds to go. Fifty six seconds to go. That crowd was fucking bonkers. That that crowd was bonkers. And I tell you what, if if we could get a player on here, I guarantee the player would hundred percent say that actually helped us take our minds off it. Yes, the yes. noise was huge. The noise was huge. That spoil towards the end that Hollands did. The roar was massive. The Mark Newman got there was a massive noise. That is so important that we keep take, keep taking that in. To every game that when it's close, make some more noise. That is Uncle Pom's 101. When you're shitting yourself in life, just make more noise. Just make more noise. It really is yeah. fantastic. No, you, you are spot on. And I think we've spoken about, you know, maybe we need some chance or we need this or we need that. But I'm with you. In that moment, everyone was feeling the the tension of what was about to happen for the next whatever 56 seconds, whatever it was. And the default reaction collectively from the MCG was just make noise. And then that noise, you know, we spoke to always a few weeks ago and I asked him specifically, what does the noise do? And I've spoken to a couple more and I've, you know, the, the common theme is when they hear the Carlton noise, it just brings them back into the moment and nothing else matters. And there's a, there's a, there's a comfort zone, you know, it's almost definitely it's almost silence it almost allows the thoughts in their mind to just completely wither away and they're able to execute and yeah i don't know who mentioned the the, the smother at the end what a moment because melbourne yeah, the noise you know, mental as well yeah it was it was oh mate just <sighs> mate can you imagine I'm as well now. like there was little moments like the noise when when like I mentioned this in my preview that Melbourne are so bad at converting, right? Imagine being a Melbourne player with that fucking noise. Mm. Imagine when you're taking a kick 45 out on an angle and you've got some Carlton fan calling you a fucking knobhead. When you're already a bit nervous, when you already know that this has gone wrong before, can you imagine what that does to a player? That Like that is not good. But flip it on the other side. Kennedy, 45 on an angle, he slotted his shot. Can you imagine how big the goals look when you yep. can hear your fans believe in you? When he went back, I could see a few people talking to him. That, they were counting fans. That was all positivity. That was, you've got this, Bam Bam. You've got this, mate. Can you imagine how easy that shot was? And then flip it when you're Petraka and you've got some guy saying, oh, my mate Pommy says your TikToks are shit. Right? <laughs> It's the last thing you want to deal with when you're under a little bit of pressure, isn't it? And you know what? Credit to you guys, because that is so important, man. And imagine that for Brisbane. They're expecting the 12 fans that support Brisbane there. Drown them fuckers out. Let them know. I want every name booed. Every Brisbane. I don't care if, oh, Charlie Cameron, the Pom's my second favourite player. Fuck Cameron. He's a knobhead. You boo him. You boo him. And you know what? When they start that Take Me Home Country Road pre-game shit, that better be filled with booze. I don't want to hear a fucking oh, word yeah. of that song. Oh, yeah. Well, now we can move on. We're playing it at prelim. We're talking about a prelim now. Right? Mate. Mate. Well, one game away. We... There's some things to get through before that. So firstly, um, open training today. 
open training was this morning. Did a little review of it on the channel. If you haven't watched it, you can watch it afterwards. You really didn't miss much in terms of the training. I think it was more for the fans just to get some, you know, tick the legs over for the boys and then for the fans to sort of get around it and, and just be there and, and soak it up. That was awesome. Um, there were people at there from 10 a.m., laptops in laps, organizing tickets to the game, um, which does bring me to my next point on tickets. So I actually have I have a gentleman who, let me just make sure I get this information right. So um, at the moment, for those of you who are going to be in Brisbane or whether you live in Brisbane or you're making the trip and you didn't get a ticket, if you're interested in like the premium tickets, this individual has four of them, $425 each. It includes category two tickets at the game, plus two hours of the function at the Pineapple Hotel, unlimited drinks and substantial canapes. Um, so 425 is the cost price. If there's anyone who's watching this who wants one of them or know someone that might want one of them, send me a message on probably Instagram or email me and I'll get you in touch with this gentleman and you can go from there. Um, I know him, so I can vouch for him and got to be very careful with scammers. We had a lot of a, a lot of that going on last week. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those situations. Uh, don't ask me now here in the live chat. Send me a message and I can connect you. Um, just one of those situations where try and help where you can and just be very mindful of who's reaching out. Basically, anyone on Facebook, if you're getting a, a random DM on Facebook from someone who's offering a ticket, just make sure you do a bit of a, a check on their profile. Yeah, generally they've got two first names as well from yeah. monitoring the Blue Abroad page. Literally everyone who's tried to rip someone off has two first names. So that can be the new POM theory. If you if you, if they've got two first names, definite scammer. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. There is the situation. The situation that is Harry Mackay and Jack Martin. Um Grateful to not, I remember 2011 when Gibbs and Cruiser missed the West Coast game. And I remember thinking for many years after, if only they played. I'm grateful that we're not saying the same thing about Martin and Harry and how unlucky the timing was, but we get them back for the for the Lions. They're a lock to come into the side, you would think. No question about it. 200%. Yeah. We'll not entertain an argument. So what I saw today, which may be relevant to that situation, is that Kennedy trained with no strapping. So he looked he looked fully fit. I know that the general consensus is talking about Kennedy maybe coming out or Cunningham. What in the world are they going to do? Not that I actually care because I trust them, but it's a good discussion point. What they actually do, what the matchup is with the Lions. What are your early thoughts? Oh, Mackay and Martin are 100% in this side. And I would assume that, unfortunately, Kennedy and uh, Mr. maybe Cunningham, at worst case, probably drops out, I'd imagine. But I'd imagine them two are 100% in the side, 100%. Yeah. There is no way on God's green earth, Martin and Mackay, unless something catastrophic happens, touch wood, that they won't be in. And... 100% they should be. Do you know what I mean? They are so important to everything we do. 
so important to everything we do. Wow, Jack Martin in a prelim. So there's been certain games, there's been certain players that have played certain games against certain teams in this final series, and the third one's coming up. So week one, Sydney Cottrell has had his moments against Sydney in the past. Um, who was week two? Oh, De Koning, right? Week three is Harry. So cast your mind back to Harry's first game. I believe it was against the Brisbane Lions. We got battered. But I'm pretty sure Harry kicked three in his first first game against the Lions at the Gabba. Maybe fact check me on that. I just see Harry. I see Harry. I see Harry kicking three or four. I just I, I see it so clearly. Oh, I mean, you go back to the game that we lost against Brisbane. What was it? Round eight, wasn't it? Round yeah, yeah, it was Better. round eight. Round eight. So yeah. round eight. So. Cowan will be going into this, and the, the big argument people have got is uh, when he played, though, they did Dunkley on that tagging role. If you remember at that point, round A, everyone was debating that Cripper was dying, that he had something wrong with him. His, his form up until that point was a little bit poor anyway, and Dunkley took advantage and got away with it. But you look at that team there, that was Nick Newman's worst game. For Carlton, Ed Kerner was at half forward. Josh Honey was playing, and you know what Terry feels about Josh Honey. Like, come on, this is a different kettle of fish. Times have changed. These boys are playing for a, a place in the final. There is a hundred percent likelihood that they come in. I can't see any more changes. I don't think you've got a good enough argument for Jasos to play because Jasos was coming in because there was no Jack Martin. So I think that you've got to go with what is the strongest forward line, which is Mr. Martin, Harry and Charlie. Them three work well together. Motlop, Owies, Connors, that's going to be the big question mark. Someone's got to be coming out of that. Do you know what I mean? So like for me, Voss isn't going to change too much. And he ain't going to risk someone that hasn't played finals. Kennedy came in purely because of the injury and the suspension. And did it work? You've got to ask yourself that. Did Kennedy do a job on Lever? No, he didn't. Because if he did a job on Lever, Charlie wouldn't have been hung out to dry. So he's got to carry some of that blame. Kennedy has to carry some of that blame. If Harry was there with Lever, that would have been something different. That would have been something different and would have yes. created it. You look at yeah. their back line, they're vulnerable, right? Brisbane's back line is vulnerable. Repeat entries have stifled them. Gold Coast are probably... The Audi version of Carlton, the way they play under Jew, they absolutely smashed Brisbane when they played. They got real jump around centre clearance and pegged them in the corridor. We're more than capable. Look at Gold Coast and us. You're telling me we can't replicate what Gold Coast did and better? They've got Levi Casbolt as their target up forward. We've got Kerner. We've got Harry. This is a game where we play our strongest suit and we go in there and we fucking take it to them. And that is how we beat them because they don't want to play. They don't want to play a physical style of football. We do. We make that physical. There's only one winner and it's blue and it's from Melbourne. Only one winner if it gets physical. Well, there's no way they can match us physically. Mate, I am. I haven't let myself think too far ahead. I'm flying up on Friday. Uh, I haven't let myself think too far ahead for Saturday, probably because we've got a recap last week. But oh, 
I'm so ready to go full psycho uh, legally, of course, but I'm so ready. I've never, well, I've, I've never been to a prelim, um, never been to an away final. Uh, I've been to an away Premier League game and I sense something not dissimilar to it because I mean, ultimately, are we going to be outnumbered? Ultimately, like we'll have a strong presence, but outnumbered, right? Not by Brisbane fans. There isn't many. Mm. Come on. <laughs> like, honestly, I was in a Brisbane forum because a mate of mine is actually a, a ratified Brisbane fan. And he was sending me some of his favorite pictures from there, which I had a good chuckle. But the big kudos was one of the members of the Br- Brisbane cheer squad fuming that Cowton fans live in Brisbane. And quite, I think quite beautifully, they have memberships for Brisbane because they still want to see weekly football, right? But they are Carlton fans, so they've jumped in, used their Brisbane to get Carlton tickets. And I'm like, yes, lads, this is what he's sending it to me. Going, I know you'll love this. And like, I'm loving it. I'm like, chaos has reigned. I'm going to look at the Brisbane home section. There's going to be 30% blue baggers sat in the Brisbane cheer squad. I'm like, yes, this is the ultimate disrespect. I'm going to burn a Brisbane flag before we go live. I'm going to fucking burn it. We're talking real underhand mind games. I fucking hate (laughs) Brisbane. Fuck him. Fuck him. Wow. Caden said something to me profound last week. He's like, when you're in a prelim, at some point in the week, it hits you that you're actually one game away from a granny. I think it's starting to really absorb in. Like, we're one game away from being there on the last day. You just got to get there, right? And then anyone's a ch- anything can happen. You just got to get yourself there. And I think I've read a lot of rhetoric around a prelim's harder than a granny or, or a prelim's better than a granny. I think that might have something to do with the ticketing allocations and club support as opposed to the corporates of the granny, but it's all new. It's it's all brand new. It's, it's brand new for most of us. Um, yeah. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think the big thing, Terry, is that we've just, you've got to embrace this. And like, yeah. if you are going down there, um, like there's so many events on. There's the Cow, an official one, but don't forget yeah. Morrison Hotel. Mm-hmm. $20 per ticket, um, Carlia mm-hmm. and yes, the great call. people at Carlton Supporters Queensland doing it. $20 a ticket, man. Canopies, raffles. Uh, you get to see an ex-player. Don't know who that ex-player is. But, I mean, get down there and pack it out. And you, it starts. Terry's been to an away game. It starts before you play the game. And I'll tell you, you know, where the first place starts because that guy at Melbourne, he might be a wet wipe and he might be having a little bit of a cry that we booed his players. But he is right about one thing. The weak-minded are affected by intimidation, right? Words are the weapons of cowards. So you've got to use actions that cowards don't like. So you've got to be fucking intimidating when you're in Queensland. I want you going into shops and knocking shit on the shelves and say, you get paid to pick it up. Be an arsehole. Go in there with that mentality of this is our home. This ain't your home game. This is our fucking home game. You own the Gabba. You own the Gabba. Queensland is blue. It ain't fucking maroon. Fuck it. Rugby's not even a real sport. In England, we just make posh people play rugby. It's not a real sport. It's like it's like something we let them do to feel tough. 
while we go out and fucking do everything hard for them. So make sure you have that mindset when you go. I want to hear no tweets this week. I will fucking lose it with anyone who goes, oh, it might be one too many games. Oh, we might have played our grand final. And if you dare, and I mean this with the bottom of my heart, if you are one of them people, don't you fucking dare go on Twitter or Facebook and go, oh, I really think should Dow should play. Ridiculous concept. Trust the players. Trust the group. I don't care what 23 gets named. Could be Dave from the dog and duck, right? Get behind them. Show unity and let Brisbane know it's a disaster when they fucking lose. Because mm -hmm. they're going to do it again. They're going to fuck up again. They are consummate professionals and specialists in failure. We're going to fuck them up again. One more time, they are going to get fucked up in a prelim, right? And I mean it. When you're over there, treat Queensland like fucking shit. It's your home, not their home. I want no fucking thank yous. No fucking please can I haves. You just demand the beer and you drink it and you slam it down and go, that yeah. was okay. Fucking mindset of we own that place. But be really respectful when you go to this pre-match function because I like... Kalia and the Queensland Blues. I like them. So I just found the details. Kalia, thank you for sending that through. So uh, let me tell you now, the Queensland supporters group know how to put on a function. I promise you that. So Morrison Hotel, Saturday the 23rd. Kalia, I can see you're in the, in the chat. Do we have a confirmation yet as to the time of the function? Let us know in the chat and I'll, I'll chuck that up. $20 a ticket. Look at this. Look at this, canapes, uh, raffles are going to happen, guest speakers, very exciting. So if you're going up, just get amongst it. Those of you who are going to be there in time, of course. Uh, Kalia, let's see if she's here. She's in chat somewhere. She's in chat. Yeah. She's in the song, walking to the ground, 300 of us making Brisbane stronger together. Love that. Good stuff, Kalia. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 2 p.m. to 4.15 p.m. is the time of the function. So... Uh, if you need any more information, just go to the Facebook page, the Facebook group, the Queensland supporters group. Uh, all of it will be there. Um, otherwise, I can get you in touch with Kalia if you need to and um, get amongst that. What else is on the agenda? Yes, well, I am going nothing, to the game. There's, there's nothing on the agenda, Terry. It's go in, kick some ass, get mm. into a grand final. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do they? That's, that's all we care about. Yeah. To get into a grand final, that's that's just that's just wild. That's, just wild that's all we do. That's all we do. Do you know what I mean? And you can all do me a favor, chat, right? There's a guy in chat who's saying trade Harry. You all know what you've got to do. I'm all about stronger together. But you know what? I'm cleaning out the fan base. I want to get rid of uninformed, uneducated, idiotic opinions. So if you really love Carlton in chat, just say fuck Kingslayer for me. Like, like, like real. We're at war now. And you know what I mean? In, in war, what happens if you don't agree with the winning side? There's public hangings. You get arrested. That's important. Right, that's important to create discipline. So I want these ousted, ousted because it's united. We are at war with Brisbane next week. At war with Brisbane. Fuck you, so I want up. no fucking dickheads against this club. So I want them ousted. I want my own public hanging. We haven't hung anyone for a hundred years. Let's fucking bring it back. I say. I want it brought back. Right. 
I want it brought back. No more. I've done this job for four years with Terry, and there is too many fucking morons. Too many people who don't get their game. No more. No more. I'm talking a pure, brilliant fan game, fan base. One game, Carlton versus Brisbane. Fucking, we get behind Harry. We get behind Harry. Oh, Tell yeah, yeah. Told you to get behind Harry. Doc told hey, you to get behind Harry. Voss, Kerno. So, tell you what, fucking, if you say trade Harry, you're a fucking idiot, Kingslayer. Do you know what I mean? You've spelled Slayer wrong. Your mum doesn't love you. And guess what? I love everyone. I think uh -huh. you're a prick. Listen, about Harry, a beautiful thing happened today at training. So, uh, cheered. well, it was, it was, everyone got cheered, but Harry got a very special cheer. And it was of cool to see. Do. Yeah, that was good to see. He's a former Coleman medalist. And then, so as so, what happened was everyone had a duty to take a ball and, and give it to the crowd, and then they'd give it to the crowd, and then uh, sort of high five everyone on the way back. So Harry did that um, on the way back. Everyone's cheering him. Then he picks up a ball, gets a ball kicked to him, uh, passed to him, and he was on like a tight angle, and he kicked it, and everyone cheered again. He's jumping out of his skin. You know what worries me about some mm -hmm. of you, some 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 people in the fan base, is when your mate isn't very well or he's had a bad time, what do you do? Do you tell him he's just a fucking dickhead and he should off himself? Or do you do what real men, what real adults do, and they put their arm around him and they say, go one more, son, go one more, I'm with you, I love you. Do they do that? Because that's what I do. Do you know what I mean? I come from a rough area. And Kingslayer, I would say it to your face because you wouldn't meet me because you'd probably have to get your mum to drive you, mate. Right? So don't try and be big. Remember, I'm English. You're Australian. I hold the hard fucking rights. I, I own that. I come from a country that won two world wars. That's 45 and 0 globally. Right? We are fucking hard. We're tough. And what we do when our friends and our family are suffering, we love them. and We protect them. We don't fucking say trade him, you're a piece of shit. We fucking support him. And tell you what, guarantee Kingslayer, you're the type of fucking melt that will get really excited when fucking Harry kicks five goals and we're playing in a grand final. You'll get really excited about that, won't you? And then you'll be like, I've always loved Harry. But I'll tell you what, it takes a real man to fucking get behind Harry. Because I'll tell you what, the captain says he's struggling. The vice captain says he's struggling. The coach says he's struggling. Charlie says he can't wait to play with Harry. So our job is one thing, get behind him. That's the one job, the one job. And if you want to analyse the game, ask Terry nicely and he might let you, might grace you with a chance to analyse the game with him on this show. But until then, and until someone tells me it's not my job anymore, it's my job to analyse the game and you've got one job. Sit down, shut up and just clap. Ella, let's move on. Come on, Blues. I want the fucking Lions. So, let's look ahead. Uh, tomorrow, I believe the besties are recording their next episode of the podcast. I believe they also did a little merchandise drop as well. So, that'll be 6 p.m. tomorrow. 7 p.m. There's no tribunal stream. Thankfully, that was interesting. Uh, but the Jumper Punch is back, as per usual, uh, and their special guest is... Uh, G'day there, I'm Michael Sexton. Make sure you watch the Jumper Punch on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Perfect. <laughs> well done.
So that's a 7 p.m. jumper punch. Uh, teams. Well, Wednesday we have the BAW show and the rest. I think the preview for the game will come out at about Wednesday or Thursday. That's where I'm thinking at the moment. Uh, listen, teams, Thursday night. Um, and then and then that's that. And then we get to watch along. Prelim watch along, prelim fan cams. Uh, I will just get home as soon as I possibly can. Got some accommodation up in Brizzy. So uh, just be patient with that. It won't be too late because it's a 5.15 start. It's a twilight game. So... No, is it, love- it, it where, where are you? Are you at uh, an old school hotel or have you gone the new wave? You've just rented someone's room. <laughs> nah, di- yeah, did an old uh, did an old Airbnb job. It was tough. Getting accommodation was tough. Like it was nothing was available. Not much was available. It was all booked out close by. Um, but uh, now there's a couple of us going. So we'll be there fan cams afterwards and then turn Brizzy into, I don't know, turn Brizzy into Navy Blue. That's what it's got to be, right? Mate, mate, I want songs on the terraces. I want Carly to release videos of you lot going mental and doing shots at one in the afternoon. You're like a proper away day. I'm excited about this because, look, you only get one of these a year. Yeah. You get one semi-final. You get one prelim. So let's fucking make it a furnace and get around them, man. Get around them. If these boys haven't given you a reason to believe now, fuck me, we we are fucked. We are fucked as a generation. This is exciting. This is living. One game away from making the rebuild validated. Imagine that. And when you're in a grand final, it comes down to who's louder. Who wants it? And just imagine Carlton versus Collingwood. Imagine how fired up I'll be then. Imagine being Swoop Luke's DMs when Uncle Pom's fucking DMing you every day. Imagine that. Hey, have you had enough? That. No, that's very good. Well, that's the end of the BA show part of the proceedings. Uh, I want to do a footy grid with all of you that are here because uh, it's a good one, like a real good one. Uh, so. We're going to do can that. We just go to war, Terry. We can go to war. We are going to war with the footy. Terry, you don't play gridly before war. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. So, oh, hang on. <laughs> so, Terry suggested ads a bras. <laughs> um, so, basically, for those who have never played footy grid, we need to pick players. We have nine guesses uh, and we need unique players so the more unique and rare the player the higher our score will be so uh we're gonna need help from everyone from every generation yes basically we, we, need, we, we need john holden we need bugs bow these guys have got obscure football knowledge so yeah. uh, we're looking towards you for the guy that played one game for fucking one of these teams Mm-hmm. Got injured four minutes in. No one's ever heard of him. Yeah. So basically how it works is we'll start here. So we need somebody that played at least one game for Collingwood and somebody that played at least one game for the Brisbane Lions. Does anybody have any suggestions? It's got to be someone obscure, in it? Like Jack Crisp comes to mind. Yeah, Dane Beams was my one. That's what I'm talking about. 
Warwick Irwin. Oh, didn't he used to play with Crocodiles? Oh, that was Steve Irwin. Well, have a look. No way! Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Johnny's filth, man. Absolutely. Like before Google, people just used to ring John Holden, didn't they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, so basically, we 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 want things under one percent, ideally. So zero point one eight is a great start. That's almost a unicorn. That means probably one person or two people have picked him. So yeah, probably John played it this morning. Let's do uh, someone who played at least one game for Collingwood and at least one game for Carlton. Wow. Steve, tell you uh, what, Scotland. Tell you what, you, you, you forget, you're forgetting about the greatest player ever. The guy that has, the only time I've ever shaken a man's hand who's introduced me with his surname, the Prince of Perth, Fasola. Oh, I don't mind that one. He's the only person I've ever met in my life who has actually told me his name as a nickname. <laughs> Prince of Ben Russell, Mick McGuan, Fasolo, Cameron Cloak, Trent Hotton. So Mick McGuan is like a popular name, no? Isn't he? Oof. <laughs> Strawny. Peter hmm. McKenna. Peter McKenna. Did John saying that? Did he play for Cam Woods? Oh, Woodsy, big Woods. Mm. This is one way you want, like you know, an Ed Kerno in it, where someone. Oh, Mick McGuan played three games for us. All right, all right. You know what? Mick McGuan, eighty-seven to ninety-seven. You know what? I mean, it's good. You know what? I need to check. If Alex Fasolo is, is lower than that, I'm going to be fuming. So this, I mean, look, a great guess, we, but we want, we want like, you know. Chat, we had a chance to go with history there. Yep. That's okay. Okay. Uh, let's do a Collingwood player who has kicked two or more goals in a final. Surely for solo did that. For solo. Leon Davis. Ah, that's a good shout that. Don't mind that one. I've noticed though when we play this game that the further back in history you go, the better. Yes, generally, yeah. Daisy Thomas kicked two goals in a final, but I think I think he's a very like a popular, that's a popular guess. Craig Davis, John Anthony. Oh, that is what we're talking about. That's a great shout because when you don't know who it is. Yeah, very good. That's a very good one. Uh, all right. So we need somebody who played for North Melbourne at least one game and somebody that played for the Brisbane Lions at least one game. Paulette comes to mind. Great neck. On John Anthony, just quietly chat. Mm. North Melbourne, but played Craig for Craig Davis. John says Craig Davis. Is, Craig is Trent Hotton like an option for everyone? Why is Trent? Yeah. Craig, Craig Davis. Davis. Craig Davis. All right. 
I think that was the last one he's saying it for, two goals in the final. Oh, hang on, hang on. No, because Craig, oh, wait. Because Craig Davis was mentioned once for Collingwood. I've muffed it. What have I done? <laughs> so I think I, I think I think he was asking for that. Oh no. I've ruined it. Tell me what you're doing. <laughs> I've ruined it. Oh no, I've ruined it. I've lost it. Wait. There no, it is. Okay. Who do we have? Terry's just God does what Terry's done. God, I'm having a moment. Who did we have? Collingwood Brisbane. Uh it was a real obscure name. We had Maguan here. We had oh, John Anthony. Remind me who we had here. It was like a I mean hang on. It was a weird name. It was Warwick Irwin. That was it. Oh, chat. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. We're going to fix this. So, North Melbourne and Brisbane. Somebody who played for both. Daniel Pratt. Oh, yeah. Pray. You dirty dog. <laughs> Martin Pike. Did he play? Don't panic, don't panic. Martin Pike played for Fitzroy and North. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go for that. Okay. Good guess. I'm pretty sure we've seen him before. Mm -hmm. North Melbourne and Carlton. Wait. This is Aaron Mullet. It has to be. That has to be my boy. I want this one. I, I want no week. disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect. Absolute icon is that player. Okay. Uh, a North Melbourne player that has kicked two or more goals in a final. Did Liam Shields kick two goals in a final? Did Liam Shields ever kick two goals in a final? I don't know, but it's the kind of it's the kind of move that. Would give you a unicorn. I'm sure he kicked one at least. I do remember him running in and kicking one. I'm trying to think was it two. Craig uh, Hall. I don't mind that. Aaron Hall. I don't think Aaron Hall's kicked two goals in a final. Is that a grand final or just any final? Just any final. Okay. He must have kicked two in a final. Shields. I'm trying to think. Clarkson. Did Clarkson kick two goals in a final? Barry Cable. Petra with the Barry Cable. I reckon I'm going to go with Barry Cable. I don't mind that, actually. Oh, hang on. The Blues Muse. Winston Abraham kicked two against us in 1999. All right. That's good enough for me. It's biblical as well. The name is biblical. Oh, that's filth. Very good. Very good. We love that. Okay, now we need somebody who was coached for at least one game by Michael Voss and played at least one game at the Brisbane Lions. So we're talking like Ash McGrath type. We need like one of their Brisbane players from when he first coached Brisbane. I think that's how it would work. 
Yeah, someone that he hated. People would know that Doc played for Brisbane. I think Doc would be too popular of a choice. I think that's a fair call, Terry. Like, because you got to remember that it's one of them players, isn't it? Doc's one of them that some sad person yeah. will have got literally like an absolute hard on for. Oh, Gokhan done it, mate. Matty Lewenberger. Ooh. Love Gok. that. Yeah, love that, Gokhan. Gok, you snitzel-making genius, yeah. Okay, so somebody coached by Michael Voss who has played at least one game for Carlton. So who are our randoms that like the, the wider general public won't know? Like a Jack Carroll? Oh, Carroll, I was but a fool. Uh, right, we, we need someone like Liam Stocker but played one game. Oh, wait a minute, Plowman. He's played fair. Is it Plowman? Plowman, Willow. Tom Williamson, did he play a game under Voss? Yeah, um, round one, Richmond. That's the one. One. Sam Philp is another option. Yeah, very good. Very good. Still, and st st still think we've diddled. We should have had Plowman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the culture. Coached by Michael Voss and has kicked two or more goals in a final. I mean, I'm going to Cottrell, these types, but I feel like it'd be a lion. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think of, has someone obscure kicked a goal for Carlton? Like, someone obscure kicked two goals for Carlton in a game that we've no, never heard final. of again. It's in a final. So I feel like it almost removes this year. McGrath, Bradshaw, Hadley. That's oh, a final. Yeah, two goals in a final. Daniel Bradshaw. I think he'd be pretty popular. Justin Sherman, the Shermanator. Simon Beasley. Who is Simon Beasley? Da, da. Right, like... I'm trying Wait. to think. I, no, I'm no. pretty. Yeah. If you were listening to commentary the other night, I'm pretty sure they brought a list of multiple goal kickers in finals for Voss. Really? Because I'm pretty sure it was like two players had done it up until we did it. So there's got to be someone obscure in like 0809 that kicked two goals. In a final under Voss, that was Travis a Johnston. I don't think Travis Johnston kicked two goals in a final, though, did he? Oh, hang on, Marcos. Travis Johnston, Harris. did he kick two goals in the elimination final? All right. That's the one. Travis. Very good. I'll tell you what, he's a good looking rooster. He is. As well. Very good. Very good. Big Trav. That's not a bad effort. Not you know, like Sam, that. that would be really interesting what that is. Sam, mm. I like that. That's a great shout, McGovern, because I reckon people would have forgotten Mitch was a forward. It's in that happy place that it's five years ago that True. people have totally forgotten about him. True. That's actually a good point. There you go. All right. That's fun. That's I love it. I like that I, I, I like 
just the obscure answers chat. Like yeah, I like, learn. I learn every time. Lots health. of games. A lot of that to um, a lot of that to get us through the off season. That's for sure. So stay tuned for a bit of that. Um, two hour, two hour footy grid. <laughs> um, no, you know what we're doing in the off season? We're watching all of the old fan cams together, like shared screen, watching all of them. I'm looking forward to having a week's holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. said to Zoe, I've missed my week's break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last words, mate? Make some noise this weekend, whether you're at home, away, interstate, wherever you are. Um, come down. You know what? We might, because I love you, old chat, we might start half hour early for a build-up. For the watch-along? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon we might start a little bit early, get get excited, because you know the Brisbane fans will come in, even though it's their home game. So we can just let them know what we feel about them. Still right. still feel bad that my mate in Melbourne came in the watch line. I told him to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Asked how I was doing. Fuck off. <laughs> it's a dangerous place to come when I'm in war mode. Amazing. All right. Well, that's that's all I have for tonight. Oh, pins. Get your pins, mate. Order your pins. The link is at the top of the live chat on YouTube. Really cool to see them on scarves. Um, order them. The earlier you order them, the earlier you get them. So uh, I think if you want them before the Friday game, the Saturday game, oh, you're pushing it, but order them right now. If you want the pin before Saturday, you want to order it like two nights so I can like put it in the in the post box tonight for you so anyway with that being said go blues go blues See you throughout the week